Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt. Brooke Marine is not here with me this week. She is out doing cool stuff. I promise she'll be back soon. But in the meantime, we have some special guests to talk about the first episode of season 12, part B of Keeping Up With The Kardashians because mercifully, Robin China has finally ended. <laughs> and here with us today to talk about uh, season 12, episode 17, Chloe's Breast Friends. Are some of my friends, Kayla Chapin and Amanda Craig. Hi! Let's talk about your guys' background a little bit. Kayla, you're not really a watcher, you're not really a listener. Well, in my defense, as much as I would love to listen to podcasts, I just can't help but tune them out. Also, do not watch the Kardashians, but I did watch this episode. I do have a background. I mean, I, I have an understanding. Like, I know each of their names, and I have a couple of friends who are mega fans who were very dismayed to hear that I was going to be a guest. On my left is Amanda Craig. Hi. You are more familiar with the Kardashians than Kayla. Yes. I've definitely been involved with the Kardashians. Um, haven't watched the past um, most recent seasons, but I do keep up with the K-hole, and that gives me kind of a nice recap of what's going on on the show. Love to follow them IRL. Um, yeah, and I watched this episode also, and I'm excited to talk about it. The good news is that Kim is filming for the show again. That was just confirmed today, Wednesday, October 26th. Um, her rep confirmed that she is now filming for the show after about three weeks off post-robbery. But her assistant, um, Stephanie Shepard, is filming stuff for her app. Black China is filming some stuff for Kim's app because they've kind of locked themselves into that system now. Yeah. Um, all those paid subscribers paid for a month of Kim content. Yeah. And what have they gotten? I'm not sure because I can't afford to subscribe to that app at this time. Amanda, yes. do you subscribe? I know you have uh, been a fan of uh, Kardashian-related apps in the past. Well, I did subscribe to Kylie's app for the free trial. Locked mm. me in, had to put in my credit card info. That's um, an accident waiting to happen. Loved the makeup tutorials. That was mostly what I subscribed for. Forgot about it, though. Realized I was being charged um, had to go through support. They they helped me right out though. Do you think she has an entire support team or do you think it's like one unpaid intern? I mean, the response that I got felt very like interny. It was personalized. It was like, oh, let me help you out. It wasn't like a automatic response of like, oh, you need to unsubscribe. Here are the steps you follow. I would say that I would download the app for the free trial also, yeah. but mm -mm. I don't trust you with that. <laughs> no, I, I've had too many, uh, too many instances of forgetfulness. Title, namely, probably my greatest mistake. I think we should have all decided on Spotify, given them that monopoly, mm -hmm. and we all should have decided on Netflix five years ago. That reminds me that my Hulu hold is going to expire on Monday and I need to cancel. But if you do, you could go back and rewatch some old classic episodes of Keeping Up right. with the Kardashians. Oh, that's a consideration. Around there. I do want to know though if anyone on the Kylie support team is listening. Tweet at us. Is there more than one of yeah. you? 
primary question. What's the job like? Do you get to work with Kylie? Is Kylie hiring? Speaking of Amanda and I went to St. Pablo. Not me. I did not go. I, I feel like I was there. I got to see the Snapchats, even though I am opposed to Snapchatting at concerts. I was very conscious not to put like a 10 minute story on Which songs did you Snapchat? I know for sure I had Famous on my story. Mm -hmm. Amazing. All Falls Down. Oh god. Yeah. Um, and the opener, which I can't remember. Father Stretch My Hand? I'm thinking that was it. It was it was a good one though. Yeah, that's what Hannibal Burris opened with. When I saw him earlier last week, this montage of all of his appearances, such a Father Stretch My Hand, I got very emotional. That's beautiful. That is very beautiful. It seems like a sweet guy. I saw him on Bumble when uh, I was flipping yes. through. We did not match. Uh, I swiped right, obviously, because of obvious reasons. If you are thinking about seeing the Hannibal Montanable experience, it was great. Perhaps consider downloading Bumble and trying to match with Hannibal. Absolutely. If he's coming to your city, doesn't hurt. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about these shows because I think we both had pretty different experiences. Mm -hmm. Similar set lists, I think. But I think what's so amazing about Kanye is that every performance he does feels like so personal and he's so present and so fresh and I just can't imagine how much emotional energy that takes as someone who can barely be emotionally present in her day-to-day -day life. No, that's so true. Um, yeah, when I was at the Seattle show, that was where Kanye first brought up the Jay-Z beef. Um, so when it was happening, we were all kind of like, oh yeah, like, what's he saying? No one could really understand what he was saying, but when we were looking at reviews the next day, um, they were like, yeah, Kanye basically called out Jay-Z for the title Apple beef and the kind of the problems that it caused getting his music out to his fans, who he clearly cares about the most in the whole mm -hmm. situation. And he brought up a little bit about um, Jay-Z's reaction or lack thereof when Kim's robbery came about didn't even come over to the house. Um, so it was interesting to like, it's interesting to hear about what he talks about at each concert because I feel like it's really just what's on his mind and what's been happening mm -hmm. in that moment. And so that's what I think is so cool. And like you said, personalized, um, which is so fun to be around. Yeah, for sure. At um, the Oakland show that I went to, he talked about Frank Ocean's Grammy nomination and how Frank Ocean's two albums from this year, Endless and Blonde, were disqualified from the 2017 Grammy ceremony because of the date that they were released. Um, he also brought up that the Grammys had previously made an exception um, that allowed Lady Gaga to qualify for Grammys in the past. Um, and Thank God. Yeah. I love her. I'm a little monster. Pause up. <laughs> Kayla is living in 2010. I know, literally my glory, my glory days. 08 to 2010. That was when I was at my peak right there. And that was like prime Gaga time. That's that was also prime so Kanye true. time. It was yeah. prime Kanye time. Oh, God. Getting back to St. Paul. <laughs> Did he do his speech during Runaway at your... I, I can't remember, but I feel like... I was so into it that he very well could have, and mm -hmm. I just, like, didn't even remember it. Yeah, so much of it's a blur. Like, what I imagine your wedding day might be like. Just a complete <laughs> a blur, blur of happiness. That's basically what it was like. I me, feel like it was, <laughs> it's probably better than that. But it's interesting because I saw him on the Yeezus tour. That tour was also really amazing. 
and Kanye, when he was doing Runaway, was just doing the single piano note from Runaway. He had like a piano on stage. He was just sitting there doing the one note and he gave this speech about like believing in yourselves and how like that's all he wants you to do. And I was like very ready to hear that speech again. I was like, Kanye, I need you now more than ever. I had no idea. Yeah, like um, you were praying to Jesus yeah. in that moment. Um, but I was ready to hear that at St. Pablo. Um, I was very much kind of counting on that for my emotional well-being in a certain way. <laughs> I feel a little bit emotional thinking about it. Yeah, thinking about it's that incredible. There are, there are videos online. I recommend listening to that. At the Runaway um, on the St. Pablo tour, he did pause um, on the stage and he gave another like address to the audience. But this one was about like holding your loved ones close. And I don't know mm. if that was like related to the robbery or maybe that's just like where Kanye is at in his life. Yeah. Um, and he also talked about how the media is like gaslighting him and like calling him crazy and kind of how he wants to be like believed and validated. And it like really touched me as a Kanye stan and like really made me want to like get up and defend him. I cried the whole time. <laughs> and then he went to only one and I kept crying. Oh, <laughs> that will do Ouch. it. Ouch. Yeah, I feel like this whole tour really. Just because this was my first time actually seeing him, and I feel like um, he's one of those celebrities who's, like, so untouchable to me, where I'm like, he's not real. And so it was really cool to see him up on stage and just, like, talking to the audience like we were a group of friends, and we were just getting his opinion on things, and mm -hmm. it made it feel so much, like, made all of us feel so much closer to him, and mm -hmm. he just seems so much more real and relatable when he's up there just talking and performing for us so it was really cool anyone can get tickets for the san pablo tour that hasn't already yes highly recommend doing that when is he yeah. going from here anyone he actually just see? added some new dates yeah mm -hmm. um i think they're all on the east coast i mean this whole like concert just shows how every single one of his songs is a hit like there's not I one know. song that he performed where you're like mm, i don't really know the words to this one or Mm, kind of missed this one like every song was amazing yeah. and every song the whole crowd was so excited when he mm -hmm. would start and he's such an incredible artist like regardless of what you think about his opinions and his tweets tweets or <laughs> anything like that like you can't deny his artistry which is really incredible yeah it's an amazing set he went for two hours at mm -hmm. Oakland oh just by himself yes he is up there on the floating stage the whole time yeah um, it's truly something to behold. And all of the, he covers basically his entire career and everything fits together so seamlessly. Mm -hmm. And you really see like the coherence of this like decade long career. It's Yeah, all the songs just kind of flow together and they make sense together, which, you know, like a lot of his albums are different. And so mm -hmm. it's really like eye-opening to see them all perform one after the other. And I actually had a revelation while listening to Lowlights at St. Pablo, which is the song that starts with, um, you want me to give you a testimony about my life and how good he's been to me and ends with, um, someday he will open up the door for me and call my name. Someday he will. I don't know if anybody understands what that feels like. It's like a whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that that's supposed to be talking about a higher power, but as I was listening, I had this revelation. I was like, that is what Kanye is to me. It was kind of a religious experience. Oh yeah, many tears were shed throughout that whole set. But let's roll into some IRL news. There's a little bit to talk about this week. Um, Kim's 60 Minutes appearance aired on Sunday. Her appearance was filmed um, right before the robbery took place. 
um, is just airing now about three weeks later. It's really good, like she's very much like defending herself and her brand to the 60 Minutes audience mm -hmm. and she specifically says that social media is responsible for her career. I think she did such a great job like just defending herself. There are so many people and they even brought it up in the interview of like, what is your talent? And she had such a great response of like, look at my audience and like look at how many people follow me in my life and I've been able to basically monetize life and I think that's enough talent. Everyone should watch her 60 Minutes appearance. Their clips available online is great. She looks amazing. She looks perfect. Like um, I feel like oh she God. looks so stunning in that interview. When you look at her, you're just like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. She's incredible. Speaking of gorgeous women, I need to retract a statement that I made about Angelina Jolie last week where mm -hmm. I said that she was 36, Angelina's 41. You all corrected me. I appreciate that. Um, I apologize for eroding my credibility as a celebrity expert. I think I've been living in a Berenstein Bears type universe where Angelina was 36 and had been with Brad Pitt for 15 years. I know what reality I'm in right now. And it's one where Angelina is 41, looking amazing, mm -hmm. and she was with Brad Pitt for 12 years. Honestly, I probably would have guessed she was older than 41, so... Yeah. And rounding out IRL news this week, Chloe and Lamar's divorce is finalized, pending a judge's signature. This has been almost a four-year-long process. A long time. Which sounds miserable. Yeah. It's been such a time. They were so close, like, a year ago, which was about two years out from their separation. Um, and then obviously Lamar's health um, took a turn and Chloe retracted the divorce at that time and now they're back to about where they were the, a year ago. Yeah, I mean, when you have assets like they do, money, status, that kind that, of stuff. That complicates things. <laughs> Homes, cars, like I don't have any of those things. Could you imagine dealing with something like that for four years? No. When all you want to do is just move on and you clearly are trying and you've yeah. done all that you can and it's just held up in this legal battle. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll see more of, well, maybe we won't see more of yeah. more on the show. Yeah. He and Chloe still seem pretty involved, especially because I think part of the reason they continued to kind of hold up on the divorce was that, um, you know, Chloe needed to continue to be able to make medical decisions for Lamar and they have that in place now, even with the dissolution of their marriage. So, yeah. They'll continue to be involved for the rest of each other's lives, probably. Mm -hmm. um, but Lamar does not appear in this episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, entitled Chloe's Breast Friends. Um, Chloe's prospective boob job is actually the B plot of this episode. The C plot is Scott trying to fill time while Courtney has absconded to a mysterious location with their children. A power to her. Um, and the A plot is Kim dressing Caitlyn for the SBs. Um, as well as Caitlyn's appearance in the famous video mm. and all of this just makes for a very upset Kris Jenner. Upset and emotional, petty, Strat. abandoned. <laughs> abandoned as she puts it. Yeah, um, betrayed. It's betrayed. a very heavy A-plot. Yeah. And I can see why they didn't name this episode like Chris's Betrayal or mm -hmm. something like that. It like got it really escalated it very did. quickly yeah. out of nowhere. But the B and C plots are like pretty shenanigans heavy. Yeah, um, I would say so for sure. The B plot is all about Chloe being like, well, maybe I might want to get a boob job. Mm -hmm. um, floating that possibility to just everyone in her family in different specific scenes. 
Um, she has some implants just seemingly on hand. Just everywhere. Just yeah. stuck into her bra. At any given time, just like pull them out of yeah. her purse. Like, yeah, there were. Pull them out of a drawer, a kitchen drawer. She's <laughs> got some in there. You know. There were a lot of scenes with her putting. Just like grabbing her boobs. Yeah, yeah. And like, how do these look? Look yeah. at this cleavage what I have. This? <laughs> and there was a lot of Chloe being like, Kim, you're perfect. Like, that was so annoying. Yeah, like a lot of that. There really like, was. And like, that is true. You. But, it is, like, yeah. Chloe is the hot sister now. Mm -hmm. They've done a lot to establish that. Kim yeah. is doing a new thing with her brand. We yeah. cover that with the Kim Kardashian West brand. Yeah. Yes. Mom. Yes. Um, but, like, a stylish hot mom. Stylish hot mom. Um, you know, respectable. Chloe, Chloe describes her style as ratchet. And while I don't did. agree with her use of AAE, I mean, she's not wrong in her sentiment, which is that, you know, mm -hmm. she's dressing risque. She's being the hot sister. More power to her. We all know this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's doing it well. I had, yeah. like, terrible nail envy mm. of her. I loved those neon, like, yellow nails at the beginning. Yeah. Not so mm. much the braids. Yeah. That was the wrong move. That was wrong move. But you know what? Props to her for, you know, being bold. Uh, making a, a fashion choice that maybe was gonna like totally miss and it did, it but, did, but you know, you gotta yeah. take those kind of risks. I don't mm -mm. like hearing no, me and my no hoodie right now. No white person really needs to. No, no white person needs to. Yeah, there's like a point when they're making fun of each other, and Kim's like, "I'm gonna rip out your hair," and Chloe's like, oh, "I don't care. It's not even my real hair." <laughs> Chloe, be quiet. When they yeah. are <laughs> doing stop. trades with porn titles. Yeah, and then Chloe so smoothly segues into speaking of tits. <laughs> yes, I want to do mine. <laughs> and, and that I, somehow holds up so much of the episode. It does. I feel like yeah. everything they shot, they were like, Chloe, we're just going to get some B-roll of you with like the implants. Like, just keep going. We just need some more material. And then somehow that all ended mm -hmm. up being in the episode. Yes. So much of it. I did not need to see her. Yeah. Every five minutes, putting like new, different, like shaped, different sized implants into her bra and just like grabbing her breasts mm -hmm. and you know, going to the plastic surgeon to like talk about, oh, like, can you guarantee that these aren't gonna like go hard? Basically, um, no, <laughs> no, I can't guarantee that you're not gonna have like hard fake boobs because that's just yeah. the nature of. Putting a foreign object mm -hmm. in your body. You're going to have some scar tissue situation that's going to just, like... It's going to get hard. It's going <laughs> to get hard. There's a 95% <laughs> chance it won't, but it could. Mm -hmm. Well, and she really wanted to work out, it seemed, like, very really soon. And, like, that's... Yeah, she could not wait a month. Uh, she could not just take that vacation to relax, enjoy Courtney did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She should have just gone, got her boobs done, gone on vacation with Courtney and the kids, and just not thought about it. If Courtney would have allowed it. <laughs> I, Courtney, this vacation was very clearly about Courtney and Courtney only. Mm -hmm. Which um, I love. So that was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. She just, like, left Scott yeah. in the dust, for sure. She yeah. broke the news as they were sitting in her mother's kitchen, eating salads, and she was just like, I'm gonna take the kids for like three weeks. It's gonna, you know, I don't know where we're gonna go. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> I just love spending time with my kids. As though she's not bringing like two to three nannies with her mm -hmm. because there's no way that woman is taking care of like three kids under the age of seven. Yeah. And Scott's just like, what the hell? What am I gonna do? Those are my kids. 
And he doesn't have a license. Two, two years ago, both of his parents died within two months of each other, as listeners of the show, I'm sure, are aware. And Scott, being an only child, went mm-hmm. into something of a spiral um, that continues to this day. Yeah. And I can't blame him, because I can't imagine going through that. And Courtney couldn't either, because she could not be sympathetic to yeah. that situation <laughs> at all. No. I can relate to Courtney uh, in that situation. I probably would freak out, too, and not know what to say or do. Do you feel like more of a Courtney now, now that you've seen her brand? Um, I don't feel like Courtney was a big enough part of this episode for me to really glean which of the Kardashians I am more like. Um, I tend to lean more Chloe, but that is not necessarily the case. I'm I'm growing as a person. Um, it may be that I am more of a Courtney and not so much of a Chloe anymore. Time will tell. I'm not a Kim, though. I can tell you that. Amanda, which sister are you? I love Courtney so much, and I love her attitude towards almost everything. Um, so I would probably have to go with her. Like, she is what I strive to be. I envy how she just kind of does her, doesn't really let all the bullshit from Scott or her family mm-hmm. make any difference in, like, what she wants to do and what she thinks is best for her and for her kids, and I think that's great. I mean, I would definitely, like, ditch, yeah. you know, flee the country with my kids if that is where she, what she did. She probably went to, like, I don't know, Miami. Um, <laughs> But that's definitely something I would do and be like, well, sorry, deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) So that leaves Scott with seemingly nothing to do but bombard everyone in the Kardashian family. This was clearly a plot that had been given to him by some producers who were like, okay, we're going to stage like a perfume meeting for Kim in her mother's kitchen. Um, If you could just like walk up and like... Be annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Like be upset that like your plans were canceled. Kim would... A, never, like, let Scott interrupt a business meeting, first of all. B, Kim would, I don't think, ever forget making plans. She's a very conscientious, like, Mm -hmm. organized person. I think she would totally cancel with no notice, (laughs) but I think she wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I forgot. I forgot that I agreed to hang out with you, you poor, poor, sad puppy. But it does (laughs) remind me, this is, like, a really old episode where, like, Kim is supposed to hang out with Courtney, or with Kylie and Kendall and she's like oh I I really hurt my ankle like I can't go to the beach with you guys (laughs) and then like Kendall's at her house and she's like walking around in her heels and she's like Kim what the hell you were supposed to hang out with me and she's like sorry (laughs) it's so amazing because she's just like I just didn't want to (laughs) go That's more of Kim style. Yeah. When it comes to Which I relate to that too. Um, But um, the perfume meeting is a little I don't know, an interesting tidbit. I didn't know that celebrity perfumes were still a thing. We did talk about that a few weeks ago. But Kim is moving from the Kim Kardashian brand to the Kim Kardashian West brand. She's making this strong delineation between her previous fragrances and her new fragrances. And I think this just really goes to show how she's elevating her brand. I think so, too. I think it's amazing. She's so smart. Yeah. Um, What do you think her new perfume is going to smell like? I think it's not going to be floral. I think it's not going to be like a stock celebrity perfume. Like one of those perfumes where like they just brought, you know, Britney Spears into a lab and they're like, of these three, which do you like? Mm -hmm. I think that it's probably going to be a little more complex. Yeah. A little musky. Musky. A little vanilla. Notes of vanilla. Yes. I think so. 
I have not smelled her previous perfume. I was not aware that she had one because I thought celebrity perfumes were kind of over. Oh no, amazing. I mean, she's gonna bring them back as far as I'm concerned. Gotta get on that celebrity perfume train. Um, listeners, year. if you have a favorite celebrity fragrance, um, we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Um, you can tweet at us at the K-Hole Podcast. So uh, after Scott is thrown out of the perfume meeting, he is shuttled off, I'm sure, by a production van to Chloe's house where he just rearranges all of her decor. She seems to have some kind of decorative bathroom set up where there's just a bunch of coral <laughs> around the beach scene. <laughs> yeah. So much, like, huge pieces of it, yeah. too. That seem to be very fragile, so I do not imagine she uses that bathtub ever. No. Oh, yeah, he, he knocked it over and broke a piece off. He's like, oh, this is probably $100 yeah. worth of this piece of coral. Like, did she get that out of the Great Barrier Reef? R.I.P. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. We can't be doing that anymore. But Scott's just tracing around her house, moving stuff around Breaking in things. that show it's bathroom. It's hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Like, it's he's seriously so annoying in it. It's really hard to watch. It really is. I, you know, I, I think his redeeming quality is that he realizes that he needs to be doing something more productive. Um, and he, his options are yeah. going to Vegas to party and do club appearances to forget about his children, as he says. Yes, he literally says, if I fill up my time with something like club appearances, like, I just won't even think about them. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. Great dad, thanks. <laughs> but Chloe reminds him that he apparently at one point had a house flipping business. Um, <laughs> you know, he's had some other businesses like uh, importing foreign cars. He had some kind of job in New York at one point where he was working in an office. Oh, an um, office job. Good for him. And uh, yeah, something about flipping houses and they go, they view mm -hmm. beautiful property that I don't think Scott bought by no. any means. Mm -mm. Um, I think that the real estate agency agent probably contacted Ryan Seacrest and was like, <laughs> I know you're doing this house flipping storyline. Hear me out. We have this beautiful <laughs> property. I know that Scott's not going to buy it, but if you could just highlight the beautiful views, the high ceilings, the backyard, yes. you know, use and it as a cool. filming location, mm -hmm. you know, that then, would help yeah. us out. And yeah. then we see Scott touring through the house like, Look at these views. They're great. Look at all this. Kim room. comes in. She's taking like Chloe. selfies. Oh, yeah, Chloe, I guess. Uh, taking selfies of the beautiful views. Talking about the views again. Talking about the high ceilings again. Mm -hmm. Never is very clear whether or not he actually bought the house. Assuming he definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with no on that. I, yeah, I don't think we're going to pick up halfway through the season and see all of the changes Scott has made. It's <laughs> a construction zone, like, up on this hill. I think that this will be a drop storyline, much like Rob's OCD storyline from a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Um, but Chloe's proud of him. I think the viewers are supposed to come away feeling proud of Scott mm -hmm. and where he's come. And I mean, that's fair. If yeah. he can just be a producer's pawn and be the most versatile reality star in the game right now, that's a good place mm. for him to be. Yeah, it's obvious that that's exactly what that whole storyline is. Is definitely just the producers being like, we need someone who is going to do exactly what we tell them to. Mm -hmm. And Scott is, Scott's your guy. Yeah, and bring it up <laughs> mm -hmm. to a much higher yeah. level. And he does it. He plays the part quite mm -hmm. well. I'll yeah. say that. I I can't wait for the day when he gets his own show because I think that's inevitably where this is going. Yeah, I would watch it. 
Oh yeah. I would love to see Scott do um, like a life coaching reality show. <laughs> like he was doing a little bit of that on Rob and China and I was like, you know what? This works in this mm -hmm. case because Rob is in a much worse place than you are. Um, so if they can round up some more Robs, I think we've got a compelling story. He can be the new Dr. Drew. This is true. Oh my god. What if he was like a teen mom mediator? Teen mom mediator. That'd be amazing. Oh wow. <laughs> Scott, if you're out there, um, hit us up. Brian Seacrest, I'm patenting this idea. I'm copywriting it here and now. Um, don't steal it from me, but we can talk about compensation. At a later date. At a later date. Please contact um, my representative. But with the C-plot wrapped up, that leaves us with um, A and B. B just kind of... B is Chloe's boob job, which is another one that's pretty obvious from the first mention that she's not going to get a boob job. It's maybe just planting the idea for if she were to get one in the future. Um, she does say that she's not planning on getting yeah. one today or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Um, so maybe next week, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, that leaves next open. week. Yeah, a lot of time. Um, it's interesting because Courtney is gone for the whole episode, minus the salads in the kitchen mm -hmm. scene. Um, Courtney is pretty open about having had a boob job, so she's unfortunately not around to kind of talk Chloe through these decisions. But Kim is available, and Kim is just talking about what a pain it is to have a big chest. Um, and she does not deny, but also does not acknowledge the fact that she also has a boob job. Um, she got it during her first marriage, not to Chris Humphreys, but to Damon Thomas, who she married when she was 19. Um, when they got divorced four years later, those divorce records were made public, including the itemized list that Damon Thomas had made of all of his gifts to Kim, including her breast augmentation. Um, she has never confirmed this, but we all know. Mm -hmm. It's out there. Public record. Public yeah. records. They filed in the state of California. I think it's so interesting how a lot of those girls, Kylie, Kim, they're all kind of so like against just speaking out about the work that they've had done. Mm -hmm. I think that just creates more problems for them, honestly. Yeah, Kylie has to like bend over backwards to justify her lip job, yeah. you know, by talking about how it made her feel so insecure. Mm -hmm. We have all of these amazing tools available to us to change yeah. our bodies, and they have so much disposable income to spend on it. Yeah. If someone gave me money to get a boob job next week, I would get a boob job. Absolutely. Next week. But Chloe's concerned about the boob job because of the time it will take away from her grueling workout regime, <laughs> as we've established. Yeah. Kim makes a point of saying, Chloe, you can't imagine how hard it is to work out with big boobs. So they do the scene where Chloe has the implants sitting in her sports bra and the point is supposed to be, oh, it's so hard and so painful. But that's not how that yeah. works. You're not going to get a good idea what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, just by sticking some plastic in your sports bra. And then we get that little Northwest cameo. Yes. Where she is eating cookies in Chloe's closet. So perfect. Like, I could watch amazing. 45 minutes of just Northwest <laughs> eating cookies. <laughs> She's perfect. She has such an amazing screen presence. Mm -hmm. The other important thing about that scene, though, is it's the scene where Kim is wearing an outfit from her appearance on Robin China. It's clearly <laughs> just a big filming day, yeah. and they were like, Kim... After you take the DNA from Rob's pillowcases at his house for the paternity test, oh I need you to hustle God. over to Chloe's house, um, <laughs> grab North, we're yeah. going to talk about Chloe's boob job, we're just about wrapped up, yeah. we just need a little bit more footage. Yeah, and this is when Kim is like, have you thought at all about the procedure anymore? This is after the consultation, and 
that's when Chloe's finally like, mm, I don't think so, not for me, not today, not tomorrow. As she says, people in LA get their boobs drawn, done like they change their hair. So, yeah. And that leaves the A-plot, which is pretty heavy and opens with the famous video. Kaylee, you had not seen this video before. I had not seen this video before. Um, obviously, I knew the premise. Um, mm -hmm. I'd heard about it before. Um, I was kind of surprised that I did not recognize some of the uh, figures in the bed, uh, <laughs> mainly Chris Brown, which shame on me because as a huge Rihanna fan, I should know. You should. I see should recognize boy tattoos and just know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I hate Chris Brown so much. I fucking hate that volatile asshole. I hate. He's such a piece of shit. Yeah. And like, anytime anyone's like, "Oh, I love Chris Brown. He's such a good." dancer i'm like hello do he you forget women. that he fucking beat up rihanna so badly that she had to go to the hospital and it was this huge thing that was a very emotional time in my life um my sophomore year of college that was also when the take you down video came out and if you have not seen that i highly encourage you to look it up as very sexual and delightful um however <laughs> however Shortly thereafter is when the whole Rihanna thing went down. We used to have a Chris Brown poster hanging up in our dorm room. We had to have a ceremonial removal of the poster because, no, I mean, yes, I hate him now. I hate mm -hmm. him. And why is he still making hit singles and getting nominated for awards? He's like, the worst. Yeah. I mean, like, why did he appear on Waves? Yes. Why was he on Only? He should be blacklisted from the yes. entire industry. Yes, that's how I feel as well. I hate him so much. I mean, yeah, what a, like... What a slap in the face to Rihanna. Exactly. Although, and, yeah. you know, she did get back with him. Yeah, but, but that's uh, not on her. That's the cycle of abuse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it's his responsibility to account for his actions. Yes. And it later came out that he didn't even do his court-ordered community no. service. And he got involved in so much stuff after the whole Rihanna oh, thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... The armed standoff yeah. at his house a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, my God. It's just like, clearly the problem is you, Chris. Like, yes. when you keep getting involved in issues, like, over and over and over again, like, you're the common theme here. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, it's <laughs> terrible and uh, unfair and... Yeah, I still did not recognize his figure well, in that bed. Yeah. What's well, funny how Chris is like, how did Kanye pick Chris people? Jenner, not yeah. Chris Brown? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Chris Jenner, to be exact, is like, how did Kanye pick the people in the video? And Kim's like, well, like Kanye me, duh. <laughs> Rihanna's on the song, so like Chris Brown, and then like me and Ray J, and I guess Amber. And <laughs> she's, it's like, oh. Very insightful. <laughs> but Chris is really upset because Caitlyn appears in the video. Right. And there's an important revelation, which is that Caitlyn was the only person besides Kim and Connie who knew about the video, who had given some kind of consent about appearing in the video. And that's like a huge mm -hmm. deal um, because people should probably give consent to having their, you know, images of their naked body included in a video that's widely disseminated throughout the internet. Yeah. Absolutely. But Caitlyn gets the heads up, and Caitlyn gets included in the video, which is what Chris is really upset about, um, especially when Kim calls Caitlyn and says, oh my god, you look so pretty, um, which kind of sets up the Espy's storyline as it progresses, and Chris is just smoldering <laughs> in the corner. You, it, the camera pans to Chris at one point when Kim is on the phone, and she is just 
so mad and it's so funny because it's like Chris come on it's been two years we don't want to see you in that video anyways exactly oh, no. can you imagine <laughs> she first of all would have insisted on appearing herself <laughs> we know that much and then she would have like posed probably with her eyes open smiled at the camera Kim, you're Making doing it about amazing. her. Making it about herself. Kim, you're doing amazing. Kim, you're doing great. <laughs> Throwback to Kim's Playboy shoot yes. from the first season. Where Chris is taking pictures yeah. with like a digital camera. <laughs> That's a true classic, and you can watch that on Hulu if you don't cancel your subscription. Well, we'll see. I'm not going to press we'll you how to spend your... $10 I have until Monday to decide if I want to renew or just You can just watch all of it in the next three days. Yeah. So I don't see what the problem is here. As I don't need I Hulu. Hulu's garbage. Hulu is just like Tidal, just like <laughs> Apple Music, whatever. We, we should have just kept Netflix. Mm -hmm. We should have just kept Netflix. Yeah, keep it simple. Can we do Netflix and Spotify from here on out? We're all, we're all victims yeah. here, I think. <laughs> Um, but no one is more of a victim than Kris Jenner in this entire storyline, and that's what's important to remember here. Um, Kim agrees to dress Caitlyn for the Espies. I love their relationship, um, just like their cute, like, femme-to-femme -femme relationship where Kim goes over and helps Caitlyn pick out a dress, tells her to tone down on the accessories, which is real. That's tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then tells her, you know, put on your nice shoes because being comfortable is for the daytime. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it's... It was really fun how she Snapchatted that whole it was process, really cute. and I we remember those Snapchats, and it was cute to see like them. I feel like they have this special relationship now that Caitlyn doesn't really have. I don't think with any of the other girls in the family. No, I don't think so. Kylie and Kendall to a certain yeah. extent, but. It's, I think, been rough on her, and mm -hmm. I think that, like, having that bond with Kim has been really important, especially yeah. because Kim is, like, widely considered one of the most beautiful women in the world. Mm -hmm. um, she's changed, you know, modern style, hair, makeup, yeah. clothing-wise, and so to have her kind of, like, guiding Caitlyn, like, that's a fun bonding thing, and I think that that's really validating for Caitlyn. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can tell she just wants to be a part of, oh, yeah. of everything uh, deep in it. Mm -hmm. Um just wants to be included. She just wants to be one of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all they're up to. Um, and Caitlin goes off to the ESPYs alone. Looked great. Looked amazing. Yeah. Wore the white moment. Mm hmm And then... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was what Kim called it in the Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, we're having a white moment. Should she wear this white moment? <laughs> and I was like, you're right, Kim. That is such a moment. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, but then Chris gets wind of this, and Chris flips out and sends, first of all, a text to Chloe. Because Who's at the dentist? Yeah. <laughs> Chloe's at With the dentist. With Malika. Just plug With in her Malika, dentist. Malika. <laughs> one of my favorite characters in ATL. And she sends this text to Chloe, who has her priorities straight, and says, please stop texting me in hashtags. Hashtag not loyal. Yeah. She's like, I'm so betrayed, and... Abandoned. Abandoned. And Kim is hashtag not loyal. And all Chloe says is, please don't text me in hashtags. Because <laughs> Chloe's going through some emotional growth. <laughs> Bless her. Um, and then Jonathan Cheeman gets involved, and that's when everything yes. comes to a head. Because he's just there to stir the pot. He instigates a phone call with Chris and Kim. <laughs> which is just classic Jonathan, like, sitting between the two of them, like, should we call Chris? 
Honestly, like, Jonathan might be my, like, Kardashian sister. He is the, um, the sixth Kardashian sister. Absolutely. I think that is, that's my aesthetic, is Jonathan. <laughs> Just stirring the pot. Um... um but then he, he and Chloe and Cam are all on this call where Chris freaks out and calls Cam a fucking traitor. Yeah. Sobbing. She's sobbing. Chris is just tore up. Losing it. Losing it. Um, she's abandoned. She's betrayed. She didn't sign up for this. This person who she was married to. She, it's, like, lets it yeah, all out there, just, and I think Kim is a little blindsided. I think like, all of them are. I don't think any of them realize, like, how upset Chris really was about this whole thing. And Kim's like, I had no idea. I'm really sorry. And it's crazy how upset Chris is. But Chris doesn't take any responsibility for, like, expressing her feelings in, like, yes. a healthy way before they come to a head. She's just kind of like, why didn't you figure out how I was feeling without me telling you? Mm -hmm. And then because Chris has the highest executive producer credit on the show, Kim <laughs> has to do talking heads where she's like, you know what? My mom was right. Yeah. Chris was not in the right in this situation. No. But, but she gets to yeah. go into the pretty woman suite for a fun day trip with the girls. Yes. Uh, as an apology. Kim's like, I just want to do something nice for my mom. She throws the fit and she gets rewarded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous. Yeah, so they go, for her. <laughs> they go to like a beautiful lunch at this gorgeous hotel. And then they go out shopping for the rest of the day. And I mean, that's WWJD, what would Julia do? Yeah, that's literally how the episode ends. <laughs> yep. Um, and like go, walking out to a fanfare mm -hmm. at Fendi. That is Chris some alliteration. Is like, for I you. never get to do this during yeah. the day. Like, Chris, <laughs> we what watched you do this multiple times <laughs> via multiple mediums. Like, we know you all do this. But she loves that the paparazzi is all outside. Oh, she she's eating loves it up. that they're calling her name. Yes. I believe that Kim paid people to yell, <laughs> We love you, Chris. I fully believe that. I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. Probably charged it to the production, so really taking that money out of Ryan so Seacrest's pocket. Chris <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Chris has an interesting false logic at play that I think we see a lot in talking about like coming out narratives. Chris believes, first of all, that Caitlyn like knew from the start, knew from day one, which is this narrative we tell ourselves a lot about like queerness and trans identities, because it's so easy to say like, oh, it's just like being straight, you just know immediately, but that doesn't take into account compulsory heterosexuality. Um, and, like, what people go through trying to figure out, like, is what I feel normal and everyone's just, like, not mentioning it? Or am I different? Um, and it took Caitlin a long time to figure that out. And that's probably just a product of the time that she grew up in. Mm -hmm. But secondarily, Chris thinks that, you know, Caitlin was under some kind of obligation to tell her. And Caitlin really wasn't. Because, you know, as a trans woman, like, her life is in danger at times. Um... It's a really violent environment for trans women to live in. Trans identities are not widely accepted. And so while Chris can feel, like, betrayed, there's no reason to believe that, like, Caitlyn willfully, like, withheld this information. Mm -hmm. It was an attack on her. To specifically hurt Chris. her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris seems to just take it so personally and can't get over the fact that it's not about Chris. It's about Caitlyn, and it's about Caitlyn discovering who she is and finally living that life and Chris is all like what about me and yes it is probably a difficult situation to deal with when something like that happens but I mean that's gonna turn your life upside yeah, down. Yeah it does too. Mm -hmm. But you just don't have to. It's a, it's a 
You don't have yeah, to put other for everyone. You know, to mm -hmm. say nothing of the 60 years that Caitlyn lived, like, mm -hmm. not being right. exactly. true to herself. Exactly, and that's what I feel like Kim and a lot of the other family members are so great about, is they're like, she's finally being true to herself, and we should she's be so much happier. Yeah, we should be happy for her, whereas Chris has all this, like, weird... Resentment. Resentment towards mm -hmm. Caitlyn. As though Caitlyn specifically did this to hurt her, mm -hmm. and as though she destroyed this, like, beautiful marriage when like so much of the show previously was about Chris like being a shitty partner to yeah Caitlin. yeah there was like it's not like this marriage was a beautiful marriage and just all of a sudden out of nowhere Caitlin yeah. was like bye like it was falling apart for a long time and so like when Caitlin moved out for three days and Chris didn't notice <laughs> when Chris was like keeping Caitlin's like debit card from yeah. her like, these were all plot points, and the way that they were constructed was to be like, look at how ridiculous Chris yeah. is being. Like, Caitlyn's sympathetic here. Mm -hmm. So, to backtrack on that and be like, well, Caitlyn's in the wrong, Chris yeah. is in the right. Caitlyn abandoned me. Um, are we missing anything from this episode? Like you said, it was mainly shenanigans aside from mm -hmm. Chris and Caitlyn and Kim. So, Power Rankings this week, you guys did, um, and we did that specifically because I think Brooke and I have our own biases, so I wanted to see what you guys came up with, with, you know, a fresh set of eyes on this week's episode. Yes, um, this is all very new to me, so, yeah, uh, I'm glad that Amanda and I got to spearhead it. Yeah, I am I glad? I, maybe not, but, I think like, we'll see what, what the difference is. <laughs> it's gonna shake things up, but that's gonna shake things <laughs> up. And I'm excited. <laughs> okay, tell us. Who we've got coming in at the bottom of power rankings this week? Definitely Chris is coming in in last place uh, this time due to her childish behavior, for yeah. sure. Um, everything kind of ended up revolving around Chris somehow. And it all worked out. And it all worked out. <laughs> Good for her. Um, she got what she wanted, I guess. Yeah. To a lesser extent, but mm -hmm. yeah. Above Chris, we have Scott. Scott. Uh, <laughs> Scott, who really didn't have anything to do besides Bug, Chloe, and Kim. Yeah, he was uh, he was painful to watch, I think, a lot of the time. Um, a lot, a nuisance, I would yeah. say. He was a nuisance. Um, but you know Which, what? Yeah. Good for him for not going to Vegas and... Forgetting about his children. Forgetting about his children. <laughs> Flipping house. You know, maybe he is flipping that house. <laughs> we, yeah. I hope so. Give him the benefit of the yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yes. Coming in above Scott, we've got Chloe. <laughs> I mean, she was there having her own piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, entertaining the idea of a boob job. You know, what you do what you want to do. But um, like you guys said, everyone seemed to know that that was definitely not going to happen so yeah I feel like even from just reading the description I knew it was going to either be something like I really want to get my boobs done and then like oh I didn't realize how serious of this situation mm -hmm. it would be or like oh we should all just love ourselves the way we are mm -hmm. like she was super I, annoying yeah. like with Kim there mm -hmm. for a while. Oh, Kim, you look perfect. You, I've loved, like, you've looked perfect for so long, like, my whole life, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, like, woe is me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're the perfect like, sister. I'm really hot now, but now I need boobs. Yeah, I'm, like, really hot, but <laughs> I could be hotter. 
But I will say it was nice to not see Chloe like feuding with someone. Yeah. Like she's she has feuding. been. <laughs> Rob, China, Caitlin, so big step up yeah. in that arena. That's good. I mean, the episode was named after her, so props for that. Props for that, Chloe. Brand awareness. Brand awareness. Yes. Um, so then above Chloe, we've got Kim. Um, I think she kind of got thrown into the deep end. Yeah. A little bit with the the whole Caitlyn situation. Mm -hmm. She was just trying to be a good person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Caitlyn literally called her and was like, Kimmy, I need you to come dress me. And Kim was like, okay. She's like, I don't, of course. Like, I'm nice. Yeah. I'm nice. I'm going to do whatever you want. There was nothing malicious about that at all she definitely it was not as though chris and caitlin had like rival espies dresses <laughs> no. they like showed up at that espies with the same exact outfit and the same shoes his kim was dressing them both yeah like chris had nothing to do with espies oh my god at all it's not like she was like kim i wanted you to dress me or anything like that it was literally just her being childish it was literally her being like don't talk to caitlin yeah but then Kim, of course, then bends over backwards to yeah. appease her mother. So, exactly. Weak. Yeah. Above Kim, we've we've got Caitlyn, who looked banging for the. She looked slamming. She really does. She wore those uncomfortable shoes. <laughs> yeah, she was pulling power moves, and she didn't know it. Yeah, Which exactly. Is, yeah. You know, those are the biggest power moves you can mm-hmm. make. I mean, yeah, she had, like, an, an innocence behind her as well. She just yeah. wanted to be dressed up. She, she just wants, wanted to be yeah. one of the girls. She, she wants just... to hang out with her girls. It was, like, a fun little scene for Caitlyn and mm-hmm. Kim. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably the fact that she was so carefree about being dressed for the ESPYs, being mm-hmm. in the famous video that really got to Chris. Yes, exactly. Yes, just, like, really set this whole thing in motion. Exactly. Uh, and she didn't even know it. No. And that's, that's the mark of a true power player. That is. Yeah. That's exactly the position you want to be in. Causing drama without being part of the drama. That's beautiful, honestly. <laughs> that's beautiful. All right, who do we have coming in above Caitlin? Above Caitlin, we've got Courtney, who really just... <laughs> she wasn't even hardly in the episode She was in the episode for maybe three minutes. Three minutes. She but just her, took her kids and left town. <laughs> She's like, see ya. Her move is the juices. so perfect. And like, bye Scott, bye mom. I'm not telling you where we're going. I'm going to have all three kids with me. See you in about three weeks to a month. I'll send you my itinerary later. <laughs> and, and then that was like, it. sends Scott into this tizzy where he doesn't know what he's doing yeah. or what his purpose is. And... She has She's nothing to do with it. She's on vacation. She's on vacation. <laughs> Taking a cue from Caitlyn, causing drama without yeah. being part of it. Mm-hmm. And beautiful. she deserves it after all the work she did in the first half of season 12. Mm-hmm. Just running around from family member to family member, carrying these storylines. She deserves this vacation. She was in the episode for the shortest. Mm, maybe not any longer than our number, number one. <laughs> I think we did have some back and forth on this, Amanda and I did, um, about whether we should put this person in first or second, and if Courtney should be number one, um, but we did choose Kanye as our number one, uh, in this, uh, episode. He, I mean, he showed up at the beginning, 
threw that famous video down on the table and was like, hey, bye. Like, this <laughs> Thanks, is... Thanks, Caitlin. Bye, Chris. I mean, you can't... You can hardly compete with that. Kanye and Kim should be number one in every power ranking just for North and Saint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And, yeah. What's... North builds up a bigger vocabulary, I think she's really going to start to rank. I wonder if there's a super cut somewhere of all of North's appearances. Mm. Probably. Probably, or I should make one. If you would watch a super cut of all of North's appearances, you can um, reach out to us at the Cable Podcast on Twitter. You could review us on iTunes. Um, as always, feel free to rate and subscribe on iTunes. That definitely helps us get the podcast out there to more people. Um, we love hearing what you guys think. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, The Cable, a Kardashian podcast. Um, you can also reach out to me personally at Ashley Brandt on Twitter, and you can listen to me on other podcasts, including Pulse the Podcast Based on a True Story, um, Twin Peaks Peaks, and yeah, I've seen that. Um, Nick Fiore will be coming back soon. I got confirmation that he has gotten a microphone, <laughs> so I'm very excited to announce his imminent return. I'm excited for his imminent return, too. He sounds like a great guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> if for some reason you would want to talk to me, you can also reach out to me on Twitter, at Kayla Chapin. Um, Do you want to spell that last name for us? Yeah, it's uh, C-H-A-P-I-N. Uh, I was in a spelling bee once, so I am pretty good at spelling things. Uh, please don't send me any hate mail, and... Wish that I never returned to the show, but uh, yeah. I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, Oswego Hills Winery for providing us with our uh, beverages this evening um, and Taco Bell for a great dinner. <laughs> Bye, guys. This is Amanda. Thanks for listening. Tweet Ashley or Kayla. Um, not very active on Twitter, so let them know what you think. I promise Brooke will also be back soon. Um, she's doing really, really cool things. Um, I'm proud of her every day. Follow her at B-R-K-M-R-N. <laughs> Brooke Marine without the bells. This has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude.